Living in Twilight, back when you would call somebody on their <laughs> landline and it would just ring forever. Yeah. Dude, that's I mean I was just thinking of it when I heard the song today. Like we are coming to a point where the people won't even know what that like what's the song even about? What are you talking about? You know, like just text them. Well, I love the phrase here's a quarter. Yeah, call somebody who cares. Call somebody who cares, right? That means nothing now to anybody. <laughs> My favorite line is when you're on a job site and somebody's talking too much. Oh, who put a quarter in this guy? <laughs> <laughs> who even walks around with a quarter in their pocket anymore, man? <laughs> I mean, even if there was a machine that took quarters, it's going to take at least five for whatever you're trying to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, my God, yeah. The telephone line, letting it ring. You know, and nobody now actually likes to talk on the phone. I, I was seeing uh, and hearing that people generally just don't pick up their phone. They let it go to an answering machine, and they'll text you. Yeah, that's really what it is. We're all about the it's texting. Better. Yeah, well, it's easier, right? The texting's easier. You know? Yeah. Very antisocial. I don't have to really answer. Well, you know, I, uh, I'm going to a wedding this weekend here uh, in Denver, and some old friends, hadn't seen them in a long time, and one of them lives in, out in California, and he had called me when I was cruising home, and uh, when I got back to the house, I was able to settle down and give him a call back, and he just had called to tell me he's coming into town on Thursday night, and... Wanted to see if we can get together at some point and on Friday and we discussed uh, some sort of a rendezvous. And then he's like, all right, I, I got to go. I'll see you on Friday, hopefully. I was like, yeah, sounds good. And I, I like, it was a 90-second conversation. And I hung up the phone. I felt so, like, joyed from just having that mini conversation. And I thought <laughs> how he could have easily just texted me, but he chose to call me. And I didn't know why, so I called him back, and then we had this, what could have been a text message exchange. We had a small, tiny, wonderful little conversation. It was fantastic. Power of the telephone line. Yeah, let it, if it's ringing, pick it up, folks. Some, <laughs> someone wants to talk to you, right? They might be living in twilight. Yeah, or you're in twilight and you're not picking up the phone. Is that know? what it is? Well, you're probably living in Ohio, and they just legalized the pot, and it's out of this world. You've never smoked anything with that caliber of THC. And you're fast sliding down a slippery slope. So. <laughs> you might want to use that telephone line to hang on. That's my favorite. Yeah, oh, I love that jam. Uh. Oh, dude, well, I downloaded I went to go get it. I realized I didn't have it, so then I go and uh, I see uh, on the iTunes store there, uh, ELO, the best of, all yes. over the world or whatever. Absolutely. Bro, hit after hit yes. after hit. Yes. You forget how many songs these bands just had oh, that e were hits. ELO is the genius of Jeff Lynne. He's a maestro of the classic rock, I'm telling you right now. It, he was one of the main producers for a majority of Tom Petty and the Heartbreaker albums and Tom Petty solo albums. 
He's the one who orchestrated and brought together the traveling Wilburys, the greatest supergroup of all time with Tom Petty <laughs> and George Harrison and Bob Dylan and Roy Orbison. And, you know, like this, and he is ELO. The Electric Light Orchestra is Jeff Lynne. And the guy is just a freaking, he's a genius. The word gets used too often these days, but he, he is one of those rare geniuses, man. Like even the name of the band is just like what you are. I don't get it. Electric Light <laughs> Orchestra, so good, so good. It's genius. It's oh fucking genius. man, the, the songs are amazing, man. Hit I'm gonna hit. just from uh, for the next probably couple of weeks. I'm gonna be running some ELO songs. We could to, do uh, an entire month of ELO, no problem. And and we would like have to stretch into December to keep playing the hits. Yeah, it gets kind of old after a couple of weeks, so I'm just going to run it out until I don't feel like playing ELO anymore. All right, you play oh, ELO. Man. I'll play you everything else Jeff Lynn was a part of and blow your mind. Oh, yeah, that's a deal. That is great. Oh, yeah. I'm going to rock your world, baby. I already know it, dude. I mean, you know what he is? He was the Kanye of classic rock, and if you don't understand what that means... <laughs> It means you don't understand the trajectory of Kanye's career. Kanye was one of the greatest music producers in the hip-hop scene in the late 1990s. He produced uh, some of the best Jay-Z albums out there, and, and he was just really known for his studio work and work ethic. And then eventually he just r- became whatever he is now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. He should have stayed in the studio. I don't know. I mean, his fir- those first three Kanye albums are Absolutely amazing. I, I actually I don't even know a Kanye song, to be honest with you. All right, you know what? I'm gonna just do. I'm gonna I'm gonna counter your ELO with some Kanye, <laughs> and then we'll we'll be uh, blacklisted by the Jews off to the island wherever Kanye is. <laughs> oh, is there kids there? Oh no, no, no. this isn't the, the no, island. No, no, that's the, Jews. that's the Epstein yeah. Island. That's the Jew Island, yeah. actually. The Jew <laughs> Island has the kids to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh man. Uh, yeah, hey, I am pro Israel. Yeah, that's right. Well, you gotta you know pick pick your side, right? Isn't that what what's happening now? The division it just can't be race anymore, and there's not enough anti MAGA out there. So now we just gotta take it to the religious level. Yeah, we'll, we'll get everybody all riled up. I am shocked and floored by all the pro Palestinian movement protests that are going on and I was scrolling through it was democracy now today and I you know I love a good Amy Goodman clip but I believe she did 75% of her headline stories based around some sort of Gaza Israel protest here fighting there deaths on that side like there's no other news happening according to a lot of these media outlets and then you go over to Trump Safe Pod, and all that's going on is <laughs> this insane Trump trial, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't get the the whole Palestine thing, the Palestine thing. I just really don't understand what you're hoping to accomplish. Uh, this you is want to <laughs> save these people so that they can attack you? I, I don't get it. Well, we censured uh, what was it? Rashida Talib. Good. They need to do. I saw that. And uh, these people, they are forgetting that. You know, we understand what your heritage is, but you came to this country 
So you should be a supporter of America. Yeah, I noticed none of you moved to a fucking Muslim country. You know, you all moved here. It's crazy That's- to me. Like, we, we should be unified here, and we should not be bringing your divisions from where you came from to this country. We are our own separate entity from wherever you came from. If Italy broke out into civil war and then one of them started fighting Poland, we wouldn't pick either side. Okay, maybe we'd pick the Italians. But I'm I just, you know, pick- <laughs> it's, 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 it's better food. The food's a little better. Tan, tan a little easier. Uh, well, that's what I that's what I was thinking about. You know, food and vacation spots, Italy. That's right. Win, but the women. I mean, Poland, right? Poland. That's what oh, I'm saying. God. Have you seen how hairy the Italians are? That's why the Polish still survive. <laughs> it's their women, man. They just keep, you know, they keep that procreation process happening. <laughs> keep those genes. Poland yeah. is incredibly that's conservative. What people don't understand, uh, they don't allow abortions. Uh, they don't allow, I believe, gay marriage. And also, they don't allow anybody to enter through their borders. No, they were actually called, like, everybody forgot two years ago, maybe longer, probably pre-COVID, when they were being called racist for not letting refugees into their country. That's right, man. They just kept saying, I don't care. We don't want them in here. We don't care. We don't care. We're not racist. We're Polish. We're keeping our country Polish. You know? And then, look, now everybody else... You know, even Sweden. You see the crime reports coming out of Sweden. From that one city, that one Sweden, that one city had like no rapes for ten years or whatever, and now they're facing a dozen a year. Oh, come check out the stats in Colorado. We're in the top three in the nation for car thefts and residential thefts. Uh, you know, we we're just, you know, we're getting better and better over here. The more liberal you get, folks, the more like California you want to be. The more like California you start to look. Yeah, it's really disgusting. Yes. And you don't get the sunshine, right? You're not getting the nice weather and the sunshine. You're just getting the crime. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, we kind of, you know, we kind of don't have it because we're we're oh, we've always been a melting pot. But when Nona talks about Italy, dude, it's it's really sad when she talks about some areas where it, at what point when the population is you know, if you walk into a city and it's now 30% Italian, is that an Italian city? Yeah, good call. And you're racist for even questioning it. Right. Oh, no, Mike, this is better because there's blacks here now. It, okay, more diverse. Is it better? <laughs> I mean, now we've lost everything that made Italy Italy. Right, same with France. Like, I love to make fun of the French because they were also just French, but now you have all these other migrants and things going on there. You know, we can't really uniformly make fun of them. Hey, you're indistinguishable, indistinguishable from America now. Ah, oh, damn it. We've become yeah. the French. Ah! Oh, I told you we were becoming gay. I knew it, man. Damn it. Talk <laughs> about that door cracking on that closet. Our country's coming out. That's, well, well we've been out for a while. There's no doubt. It, Everybody knows at this point we had the first gay president. It was Barack Obama, old, uh, yeah. old Barry Sotero. Everybody knows. So uh, we're heading into <laughs> this. Uh, dude, you, oh, dude, what do you got? What do you got? I got to tell you, I think that might be your one, like, really, really out there. Can't believe you ever said it. Conspiracy theory that might actually come true. Michelle Obama might actually be a man. The more that comes out. Just look at her. There's a picture of her with the queen, and they're walking back inside to the castle or whatever, 
the shoulders on this linebacker walking next to the queen <laughs> is <laughs> so unmistakable. Like, my God. And when you start looking at, like, other trannies and everything, you start to think, well, like, yeah, this is the fr- this is the black guy who's probably going to be the first black president. Of course, they would just dump as many resources as they needed to into making her look like a real woman, you know? Like, so she probably was, like, had the best tranny surgeons, you know? Yeah, the, the uh, Dylan Mulvaney face uh, carvings and, you know, get the jawline right. So that's the only thing that does that gets me about Michelle. Uh, although, you know, some black guys, they don't have, like, really any facial hair. But you never see the Michelle 5 o'clock shadow or just any kind of scrub. Well, you said you it know? yourself. They had the best of the best. I imagine you can do some element of laser hair removal. You know, they, they know what they're up to there. And I don't know. I, the Big Mike. Big Mike. I mean, it's one of the funniest conspiracy theories. The only reason it has some serious credibility is because of that clip out there of Joan Rivers walking back to her <laughs> apartment like two weeks before she dies of a heart attack. And the CIA has heart attack guns, folks. It ain't hard for them to take you out with a heart attack. Uh, they used to have guns. Now they just take you in for your booster shot. A little mRNA action <laughs> wipes you right out. A heart attack gun. Huh? That'd be cool. See, oh, this has been known for decades. It's a well-known thing. The, the CIA has a heart attack gun. <laughs> no way. They, There's no way. The CIA has a heart attack gun. <laughs> okay. Do they have the technology, maybe a prototype of an instrument that could shoot uh, like a <laughs> wavelength that will stop your heart? Or do they have a nah, portable nah. gun that I could keep on my hip in a holster yeah. pointed at you? So I'm, you have a heart I'm picturing, and this is because I've grown up with a lot of old school spy stuff, I'm picturing a like dart type gun and it shoots the dart with some serum that gives you the heart attack. Mm. But it, the dart is like a, the size of like a grain of rice. Actually, that's exactly what it is. The heart attack gun is a gun that fires a dart made of frozen shellfish toxin. There you go, folks. So- Tinfoil hat so, nut job conspiracy theorist proven right once again. No, okay, it's, you're wrong though because it's technically not a heart attack gun. It's technically <laughs> a heart attack bullet. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me get it right for the modern times. Cardiac arrest gun. All right, let me, <laughs> for all you Bronny James fans. No, no, no. Out there. That's only if Pfizer made the bullet. <laughs> <laughs> I believe this is Lockheed Martin. So it's- <laughs> that's right oh man the heart attack gun it's um allegedly allegedly out there uh, nowadays they got laser beams and wavelengths remember the havana syndrome that was uh hitting people and all these buildings everywhere high level individuals people and government it was psychological those people are just idiots i don't know man who knows what's going on i i bet the cia can do all sorts of weird wavelength stuff frequency dude this is amazing though so this this it's a dart they freeze this toxin and make it's essentially like a little icicle yeah you guys Thought I was crazy. I'm telling you, they have a heart attack gun, man. 
they shoot it into you, and then the thing dissolves in your bloodstream. So there's no proof. There's no proof. You end up having a, you just have a heart attack. Yeah, man. It's in cr- minutes. Yeah, it's crazy. They got it. They've been doing it since the 50s, man, or the 60s. You know, I think after they killed Kennedy, they're like, that was messy. Let's go with the heart attack gun next time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Far <laughs> off. No, they admitted they had it in 1975. That means they probably used this. To... Yeah, 75. It's yeah, 75 just... is when they revealed it. Well, it, so that means. Yeah, they, well, it probably was in protocol. They were testing out beta stage in the 60s. In the 60s, let's all be, let's all remember a little bit. Dial it back. That's when you had all these wild gun-based assassinations. Martin Luther King, RFK, JFK, basically anyone who was against the government in the 60s, they were just shot at. And then all of a sudden, later on, we have like MK Ultra going on and people dying of weird diseases. And you know, Russia, Putin just takes out his dude, his uh, adversaries with you know radioactive poison. Oh, I love that, uh, sir. How do you want to kill him? Just find out where he lives and rub plutonium all over his doorknob. <laughs> Oh my God. I don't care who touches it. Just you know what I mean? It's so funny. That is just some freaky evil stuff. So I mean <laughs> Heart Attack Gun, I that's from the seventies. What do they have now? I mean, what are they spraying in the skies when they're chemtrailing, right? A heart attack spray? Who knows, man? They could I I just think the, the governments can poison us and attack us and take us out in ways that seem natural. And if you need any proof at all. Take a look at Matthew Perry. He died of that natural heart attack in his hot tub at 54. At that age, sure, I could tell you that many people do die in their mid-50s from heart attacks. He was also a major shill for the vaccine. Boasted about getting... Bob Saget. I forget Bob Saget, the OG stroke victim from the vaccine. I'm telling you, man, they, you know... They figured it out, and then they're like, actually, we're going to mess with their DNA. No, he was either like the 10,000th victim of the Pfizer vaccine or the first person in history to lay down in bed, hit his head so hard on the headboard that he died. <laughs> I know. It was the most ins- Well, they, they actually never released what happened to him, and I imagine at that time, because there was still valid skepticism with the vaccine, they must have they were probably paid off or forced to shut up by the big pharma institutions. Oh, for sure. Dude, they own... Dude, uh, Pfizer owns all media at this point. Absolutely. They're the biggest advertiser. Yeah, and they also own Travis Kelsey, who is the biggest advertiser for the NFL with his uh, weird non-relationship with Taylor Swift, dude. Talk about a shill. This is insane. Dude, the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing, not real. I'm telling you right now, it it is the most acted, played out, fake scenario designed to draw in viewership and do something. I I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were speculating that this is really a kind of a ripe scenario where you draw in a lot of eyes and then you could unleash some sort of like terrorist attack or some sort of spectacular event where you could get people locked back into watching TV and following the news and zombieing out and getting the message to catch up on the wall, catch up on the wall, catch up on the wall. <laughs>
never know. What was that from? I forget. That was Trump's, right? When... What it, was that? It was something from the Jan 6th committee thing. And yeah. it was said on everywhere. And then right after, we had like nine mass shootings. Just like with Top of Mind. They did Top of Mind. And then we just, you know, mass shootings. And, you know, the, the ketchup on the wall was funny, though. Ketchup on the wall was, was very particular. Like, it, it was. It really reminded me of one of those spy flicks where they repeat the phrase and it triggers the guy and he does the shooting, you know? It's MK Ultra. Yeah, but what was it from, though? It was like Trump threw food. Yeah, it was something. Yeah, and the Jimmys ate it all up. They, like, Oh, that was it. from that bitch Cassidy Hutchinson. Yeah. Yes, the one who said he like grabbed the wheel while he fought off a secret service man. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, Trump, this guy who's either obese and can't move and barely walk down a ramp, or he soup in a superpower fashion overpowered like three service members, and yeah, it's incredible. Oh, dude, this is so funny. I, I uh. Okay, so she said Trump threw his lunch at the wall. That's right, yes. And there was ketchup on the wall. <laughs> and remember she said it's so sad. I totally forgot all about this. This is why we need to reelect this man. Do you remember what his response was? <laughs> no, I do not. Lion Cassidy said that I threw my lunch at the wall. <laughs> I actually threw it at Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> it would have never hit the wall if he didn't duck. <laughs> it, it was a perfect throw. <laughs> Catch, ketchup would have been dripping down Rudy's head. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> this is so good. This is so good. Oh, bring him back, man. Bring I... him back. <laughs> She literally was crying and saying he was, he was like, she was on the verge of tears on how he was this like maniac throwing his lunch at the wall. No, I threw it at Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> That's fantastic. It's right up there with, no, I didn't call her a fat pig, only Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> no, but this is why it never sticks when you guys try to say like he's some like maniacal, you know what I mean? Like, no, this guy is telling you exactly what he's thinking. We've exactly said it from day he's one. Thinking. He's. He's an unfiltered, open book, and he's telling you exactly what's on his mind in the moment. That's why when Space Force became a thing, it didn't just become a thing because he said it. It became a thing because it already existed, and he yeah. accidentally said it out loud. That when we had sure. to admit, yes, we have, fuck, yes, we have a Space Force. Okay. I love it, dude. Like, every week, you'll get CNN will run with a clip from Donald Trump. Like, Doesn't he know he's incriminating himself? No, he just says what's ever on his mind, and it's the truth. That's kind of what people, that's, that's kind of what's endearing um, about him. Well, I also you know? don't know if we played it on the show or not, but there was a clip out there of, and I'm forgetting the name of who's talking about him, but they were being asked about something Trump said, and he basically said, no, constitutionally, Trump as president. Uh, it was in regards to Trump talking to the Canadian, or to the Australian fella and remember, there was this big hoopla on how he allegedly told him the football secrets or the nuclear codes or whatever, or some oh, information. Yeah, yeah, the Iranian guy. <laughs> ended yeah. up being, he was Australian and it ended up being bullshit. 
and uh, there was all this hoopla about it, and really it was just Trump, you know, just being Trump and talking, and he's just an open, you know, and and he never spilled anything, but, like, I think Trump just talks, man. That's what he does. Yeah, just a talker. And he's funny, dude. Come on, that is great. You're more, like, I don't know. Cassidy Hutchinson, you just came off as a cunt. And he won that. He just came off as a funny. Well, he's uh, definitely uh, winning now because he wasn't at the debate the other night or last night, which <laughs> nobody watched. Did you I was watch say, it? Did you watch it? No, <laughs> no, no, I did not watch oh, so it. You, you weren't the one? I was not the one, but I did catch clips of it that were floating around. And apparently, uh, I guess Nikki Haley won or something. I don't know. I don't know what they were talking about with it, but did you see anything about Rama Lama Shwama Ding Dong? And he really went after the media. Yeah, I kind of liked it. I, I loved it. Was, it. I, I actually, I'm, I'm, he's never going to win, and I would never vote for him, but I'm really glad he's running. Well, I like what he's doing. I like what he's doing. I think he knows he's not going to win. He doesn't strike me as a stupid individual. I think he's very aware of his you know, situation here. And he used his platform at the last moment to, I think, say what a lot of us were, wish we could go on to a national television channel and say. I, I mean, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but you kind of nailed it right there. He's not a stupid individual, right? Yeah. There's only like how many people was it? Eight people on that stage? Six people? Yeah, it's it doesn't six, matter. There's yeah. only a handful of guys who made it onto this stage to run for the highest office in the land. Yeah, man. None of these are stupid people. You don't get on that <laughs> stage by being a stupid person. No. Can and- we just like stop right there? Like it. it I don't know. You I kind totally of agree. He's not stupid. The same goes for Chris Crispy. I mean, we make fun of the guy and everything, but the dude is a. You know, smart politician. He knows, and he's media savvy. The guy's on every Sunday show. He knows how to get himself out there. You know, he's yeah, smart politician. You just mentioned him on our podcast. He hasn't held office in ten years. Yeah, no, he literally just has a residency <laughs> on Meet the Press on Sunday mornings. <laughs> just sits there. Why, do they offer donuts? I think that's why he picked them over NBC or vice versa. They had a n- nice little array of uh, Krispy Kremes there. Yeah, they're actually in the same building. That's right. <laughs> Get him nice and hot. He can, uh, can see when they turn on the sign. But I, I have some Ramaswamy. I thought this was fantastic. I'm not sure if you saw it or not uh, floating out there. I know you're a busy guy during the daytime, so this uh, didn't come out till late last night, but it was uh, his moment where he was going to make his grand speech, and he kind of just sticks it to the media, and I... For me, it felt like something all of us uh, really wish we could have been uh, standing there and saying. Uh, please make your case. Why would you, uh, why should you be the nominee and not the former president? I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here. And I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. It's a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will 
turn over my, yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there are cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats, I mean, we've got Christian Welker here. You hear that applause, too? The people agree, man. Yeah. That's what gets me about this. I, yeah, mainstream media, you're n- they're not mainstream. If, if Joe Rogan gets 100 million views, what did this get? Like, nobody's watching TV. He's actually right. You guys are better off going on, I don't know, doing something else. He's nailing it, man. The Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate. They wouldn't do it. And so the fact that matters, I mean, Chris, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you in the... So now he's talking to the moderator who's the new host, I believe, of Meet the Press now. So I I don't enjoy her uh, on that show. And I, I, you know, I like to clip. Meet the press. I used to love Chuck Todd. Remember Chuck Todd? Chuck Todd, yeah. He's gone. Yeah. Now they got this chick in there. It's just, what did he do? Did he touch a chick? What happened to Chuck? Chuck? No, he's white guy. They got to get rid of oh, him. Oh, they just fight? Yeah, yeah he's, he's white guy. White. You can't have white guy on there. No, you got to get... Oh, they didn't want to be racist, so they had to fire him for being white. You know? <laughs> and the corrupt media establishment ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real, or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. This is how we get our country back. We need accountability, because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with a Hunter Biden laptop story. And they're going to rig this election. Your time is up. Let me turn to Governor Governor Christie. Why you... I did. Yeah, that was good. Man, that's good. I like how they cut him off right there where he talks about how they rigged the election. and It's incredible. He didn't say the election was stolen. No, he's saying what we all know. The media rigged the elections. They rigged yeah. the storylines. They rigged the information that that average folks out there who aren't going to do the digging are receiving. And they're going to accept it as truth. And it was clearly all lies everything the last few years i we've we're surrounded by family and friends and neighbors who have been brainwashed by this machine you know i didn't want to bring it up i don't know if i should but it 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 kind of been kind of been eating at me a little bit thanksgiving oh yeah great great news we're gonna have a live podcast yeah thursday Thursday morning from denver that's right Uh, Dude, I fucking I went to go buy my tickets. Insane. It's like six hundred. It was like six hundred bucks, right? And then they're like, you could pick your seat. There was like four seats available for no additional charge. Oh yeah. They were like last two rows in the middle. Wow. <laughs> everything else you had to pay more because it was pr- like a window seat in the middle of the plane was considered priority. That's right, man. So whatever, dude. And then the first class upgrade was only 140 bucks. Wow. I went, dude, I had to take it. I was yeah. like, I'm not going to pay an extra $75 to get a window seat with a little bit of leg room. I'm just going to pay 140 and do the first class. This is incredible, folks. This is the Rich Man Podcast. Welcome. That's what uh, I wanted man. to say. I'm a sellout, dude. Oh, uh, no way. 
Emma and I always sell out for the upgrades and the moving up, and we're we're all on board with that kind of travel accommodation. You you can't allow yourself to get stuck with all the crap that happens in the back of the plane. No, well, on the way back, it was an extra five hundred dollars for that first class, but I didn't take it. So I'm only flying first class there, uh, flying coach back. It's going to be fantastic. We're excited to have so, you. Uh, we got Emma's sisters coming. It's going to be a siblings Thanksgiving. Uh, this will be good times, man. We're going we're gonna to party hardy. It's going to be really great, right? But one of the things <laughs> is, one of the reasons I kind of wanted to go out there was because our, our family is having their Thanksgiving here. Yeah, there seems to be a little bit of tension amongst <laughs> us. There's a little bit of tension amongst us who don't agree politically, right? Oh, yeah. And I find it very humorous that half the people sitting at our family's table for Thanksgiving, they they consider me the problem, right? Oh, because for sure. Because because I'm not open to their views and their ideas and everything. And I'm like really thinking about it. So I'm not going to their Thanksgiving. Instead, I'm going to yours, where I'm going to be sitting with a very liberal chick from Baltimore. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming her. You know, her sister. And then Quite. Emma's pretty liberal, cons- uh, uh, progressive, you know. She's coming around towards the conservatives, but she, you know. Well, she's I'm just saying, saying yeah. uh, we're going to have four people who kind of run the spectrum. We're going to go political. spectrum, yes, absolute spectrum. Uh, some will be vaccinated, some will not be vaccinated. Correct, sir. Um, and then I was looking at the fa- the, the, the table that I... That you know, half the people didn't want me yet because I'm so divisive, right? I'm divisive. But every single person at that table, every single person who can legally vote voted for Joe Biden, and every single one of them got at least two shots. Wow, yeah. Well, you got to be part of the club so, one way or another, man. <laughs> so who's the divisive one? Who's the one that, you know what I mean? Yeah, was It kind of <laughs> seems like one person is more... It's, it kind of seems like one side is more inclusive than the other. Biden ran as the great unifier, if I'm not mistaken. He was going to build back better, and we were going to unify. No, it did, he did unify. He unified all of his voters around the Thanksgiving table. <laughs> oh, wow. Good call, <laughs> and, man. Wow. And everybody else could go figure out what they want to do, you know? And that is interesting that, you know, ultimately you get the scraps coming together and with that you have a an actual kind of representation of america there you know a nice little spectrum of beliefs and ideas yeah and i'm sure we'll be drunk enough there'll be football on we'll do the podcast earlier in the day so we'll be actually super drunk and then, uh, you know, I'm sure the politics will fly and uh, there'll be fisticuffs and, you know, the throwing of dishes. Yeah, dude, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm so sick of being, cons- <laughs> like, you're, I'm considered the divider, the, you know what I mean? The, the, I don't right. know. Right, well, I, so. I'm, I'm way more open to your idea, to their ideas than they are to mine, you know? What's interesting about the dynamic politically and socially currently going on is the left is still hammering on the idea that because Trump exists, you know, this is the division amongst us. The guy's not even president, which is crazy. You know, we're three years in and it's been Biden's show. 
you know, and the country kind of is in a shitty place. But it it seems to be that one side wants to keep hammering on the we can't unify until this person's gone, right? And the other side is like, can we just get together and <laughs> have Thanksgiving? Yeah, can we like, just be a country eats, again? I don't can, know. Can we get Are together and get some food? <laughs> and the, the stoking of this energy no, no, and but this I mindset. think what gets me the most about it is they never realize that we're just having a good, friendly conversation. And then the fucking somebody who's a Democrat will just throw out some absolutely insane comment that they don't even they 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 don't even consider political. You know what I mean? They'll just be like, <laughs> out of you know what I mean? Out of nowhere, out of nowhere, they'll just be like, yeah, and we really should be a sanctuary city. Everybody should be a sanctuary city. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like they'll oh, just I throw do. out some insane yeah. proclamation. As if everybody agrees with it, and if you don't, you're an idiot. And then when I push back on it, how, how dare you? You, you don't want immigrants to be safe. <laughs> you want them to just die. <laughs> you know what I mean? I uh, don't get to do it often enough, but from time to time, I visit Boulder. Boulder is f- world famous for their liberalism, and everybody there will openly talk about it and they assume you to also be a liberal because why else would you be in boulder <laughs> right. right that's just you know we, they couldn't imagine a conservative coming into boulder for any reason so everybody's a liberal there and my two favorite phrases out of boulder the local focal there one from about i'm gonna say eight years ago and one that i hear now when i go and the one from back in the day it was I am unapologetically liberal. I know. That was the phrase of Boulder. And now the phrase of Boulder is, you know, I hate to say it, but I think it's because of the Democrats. (laughs) And you can apply that phrase to anything. The economy, the homeless situation, the crime rates going up, the migrants, everything going on, the wokeism, the shit going on in the schools, the CRT, the the mass shootings. Also, folks, when you have the gun-free zones and then you have the nut job coming in there with the gun, it's not the law-abiding citizen who buys the gun the appropriate way. I know. How about that manifesto from that one shooter? I can't get over that, man. I mean, this person was filled with hate. And that's that's the fear, I believe, that many of us have with this movement over the last just few years. We have yet to see the long-term effects of this radical transgender movement. It it has swept the nation and the world, but here specifically, we have confused deeply and biologically an entire generation of people. I just, I don't get, you know, I can't get over the coverage of that one. And why, why they didn't want, well, I know why they didn't want to release the manifesto, but the fact that they never called her a dude, it was just like the one tranny that they're like, nope, this one doesn't count. Yeah, wait, uh, and just <laughs> so I'm clear on my lady fella-isms in this one, it was a chick being a dude or vice versa? No, it was a chick trying to be a yeah, dude. Yeah, no, but they, they yeah. only showed the picture. They co- yeah. yeah, they covered her as a woman. 
Yeah, yeah, because you can't have the the training movement be behind this um, kind of clearly deranged, psychologically disturbed situation. It says a lot that they're hiding the manifest. It has to get leaked. It you is know. weird. Yeah, but, uh, you know, uh, Unabomber releases his and everyone can buy it in book format on Amazon, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, Ted Kaczynski, not crazy. People need to understand, he was a Harvard professor. Listen here, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go on a limb here and say the execution, not the route I would have gone. Uh, there's a lot a, of good ideas. I'm telling you, there's a lot of interesting concepts in his manifesto. That's what people need to understand. And the dude was he okay? He was a wacky fella, but he wasn't well, he wasn't stupid, is what I'm trying to say. He was a smart man, <laughs> like our our fella Ramishwarma Ding Dong. Right. <laughs> right, right. I wouldn't vote him for president. I don't want him running the country, I mean? but. A few good ideas there in that noggin. Some good ideas. <laughs> trust him with too much fertilizer now. That's right. But, Might be know. a little kooky. Yeah, definitely. But, you know. <laughs> definitely watch his nitrogen purchases. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll track, also listen to what he's got to say. We'll track his credit card just like we tracked the fella in Uvalde. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not to stop him. Just watch. to make sure he's buying the right ammunition. Just watch. And make sure he's got enough in that... You know, account there, you know, enough debt that you can uh, go ahead and buy it. Oh, we don't want the card to get declined when he's buying the murder weapon, Frank. Incredible, dude. Thousands of dollars. Uh, So, either way, you were discussing it there. Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) I looked at that the other day. I've been trying, dude, I started like, I've been on this like four, about almost five year journey of like just trying to build my credit, increase my credit score, save money and everything. My credit score. I mean, my uh, credit limit, if I were to max out everything, I would still be $5,000 short of what that guy bought for weapons. That's crazy. Think about that. The, the and I've been working full time, you know what I mean? Like legit jobs. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, the deputy sheriff in Uvalde, I read right after the incident, got a job in Lahaina. It was wild. Uh, he just Insane. went over there. Yeah, he's, ladies and gentlemen, he's not even joking. <laughs> he's not even. No, that joking. was that was actually the. Um, it was the guy, the sheriff of Las Vegas during the Las Vegas. Oh, time. I thought it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's okay, why I went yeah, deputy. Right. I went deputy yeah, sheriff. Right, yeah, right. the Barney Fife, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's how insane it is. I can't even tell when you are joking or not joking. That's <laughs> yeah, man. And I used Barney Fife as a reference there because the Uvalde cops. It was like they only had one bullet apparently uh, when they were <laughs> closing in. No one wanted to spare the bullet. Uvalde is such a weird one, man. The fa- the, there's no way that kid had the credit line to purchase all that ammunition and those high caliber weapons, and there's just. There's just absolutely no reasoning behind the actions of the police in that scene. It just, it reeks of just, uh, I'm not going to say false flag, but more so, you know, there were some, there were some hands playing with the, with the scene there. A little weird. 
Seems a little weird. weird. No doubt. Well, you were discussing there about your, uh, you know, the issues of you know talking politics or just you know everyday things with folks at the uh, old dinner table during Thanksgiving, and I do believe there is an element of brainwashing going on here. I think if you you know absorb a lot of the mainstream uh, media, you definitely probably succumb to a lot of this hate and division and and this thought process that the other is out to get you, or at least you shouldn't be engaging with them. And there's a lot of projection involved in there, right? You're seeing like, oh, we're the side of unity, yet we're going to divide by excluding you, right? So there's a lot of hypocrisy and projection. Uh, The queen of projection was on The View, and I've got a clip for you, my friend. Did you see it this week? I did not. Uh, I saw this on the docket, and I've been waiting for two hours. All right, she's talking Trump. What, in your view, would happen oh, stop right there, if he were to You don't to have to tell me Hillary Clinton oh, talking can't... Trump. What else does she have to talk about? <laughs> Why is this lady even on TV? So we just did Hillary, and I'm not kidding. I had to go onto the View website to confirm in my own mind that this was from the other day. We did something on her like two months ago where she says almost the same thing yeah, about fascism and stuff, but she takes it to another level on this one. I I couldn't believe this. I I can't even think that because I think it would be the end of our country as we know it. And I don't say that lightly. You know, I hated losing, and I especially hated losing to him because I had seen so many warning signals during the campaign. But I immediately said, look, we have to give him a chance. We've got to support. <laughs> I mean, you know, what the warning signal did you see other than the fake dossier that you paid for? <laughs> it's incredible right? that if you actually just look into some of the info, she and her team went out of their way to create like a company to create the dossier. Like they, they, <laughs> I know you. They had to create like LLCs to do this. Man, it was insane what they went through to like come up with the dossier. <laughs> You created all you you created everything that stoked the fear that you're now talking about. She's about to say some weird shit, man, that creeps me out. It, she the projection again, it, it's always projection with the left. That we have, and I meant it, and I tried really hard, and then literally from his inauguration on, it was nothing but, you know, accusing people of things, making up facts, de- denying the size of the crowd at his own inauguration, and everything that I was worried about, <laughs> I saw unfolding, and yeah. so I, I think that he'd be even worse now, yeah. because he was somewhat restrained, believe it or not, wow. in, in the first term, by people who he hired mm-hmm. because he thought they would go along with him and they stood up to him. Mm-hmm. And they talk about him like he's this caged animal. This is going to like I tear mean... people's flesh off their face. So now Do you hear going... these hens in the background. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Hillary. Tell me, Hillary. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to if he were ever near the Oval Office again, find people who have no principles, no conscience, who are totally tied, mm. you know, to his fortunes, literally. Oh, just say deplorables. Do... I just, he's dying to say it. <laughs> you, you're on the verge. <laughs> T- and so the, the wreckage is almost unimaginable. You know, when I was Secretary of State, I used to 
talk about one and done. And what I meant by that is that... Oh, this... yeah, like they attacked Benghazi okay. once. So, and then they were done. Or they, and, they uh, were done. and the wreckage was incredible. Then, you know, they unleashed their coup d'etat in Libya. It was one and done. <laughs> what? One and done. I like your policy. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, this is where Hillary shows her true side. And she's talking about Trump, but I really think she's talking about the Democrats. People would get legitimately elected. Mm-hmm. And then they would try to do away with elections and do away with opposition and do away with a free press. And you could see it in country. Are you looking in the mirror? Because you guys are kind of uh, doing away with the opposition. Like There's seven states trying to take the opposition <laughs> off the ballot. I'm living in one, man. <laughs> off the ballot. <laughs> you're, you're literally trying to get rid of the opposition. And not only that, you're jailing the supporters of the opposition. You have a thousand people in jail for like a decade. Uh, it's insane. And and then you're saying, and jokes on you, states that aren't removing him from the ballot. He might be in jail in one of our states. That's so crazy. The, I find this to be bone chilling. I swear she is describing. Uh, what well, I love doing. it, dude. I love it. We need to. <laughs> we need to purge. The ballot That's of everybody right. except our candidate. Oh, yeah. And then the one candidate that might win, we need to lock him up in a state penitentiary. Uh-huh. That way there's no way for a federal uh, pardon. And we need to do all this in order to save democracy. <laughs> what? I think you just nailed it right there. That That's the Democrat plan for 2024. That's the DNC motto. Frank, I, Frank, I need to sleep with your daughter to save her virginity. That's how, <laughs> that's how, I don't know if you understand this. It's the only way this works, all right? It's the only way it works. Yeah. This is creepy stuff, man. Hillary Clinton is a sociopath. You know she's getting off on just telling people what they're doing. And they would try to do away with elections and do away with opposition and do away with a free press. And you could see it in countries where, well, Hitler was duly elected, oh, right? right? Yeah. And so all Jesus of a sudden... Jesus Christ, you two- had to bring up Hitler. <laughs> and I love it because I always bring it up and our mom will tell me, she gets so disgusted every time. She, Nobody has ever compared Donald Trump to Hitler. <laughs> I they, they always compare him to Hitler. <laughs> we just listen to it. We, they always go to Hitler. I love it so much. Because don't you remember that time when when Hitler wasn't had nothing to do with politics? Then he came in for four years and then walked away and then tried to win again through an election. You don't remember that time Hitler did that? No, but then he coordinated the uh, coup d'etat insurrection with Enrico Tario from uh, 22 miles away in the other city. (laughs) Only after raping a woman who can't remember. (laughs) This... Uh, Hillary Clinton, folks, she's frightening, man. And you could see it in countries where, well, Hitler was duly elected. That's right. Right? And so all of a sudden... That's right. That's right. It's it's such a bad... It just just shows... (laughs) It it shows how stupid you think... It actually shows how stupid your your constituents are. It really does. (laughs) 
Because anybody who's uh, Hitler was newly elected. Yeah, in the most insane election, dude. He won with like 30% of the vote. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't. Again, it's an, it, if every, it just shows no, that you're you're fu- everybody listening to you people is so stupid and they have no no firm grasp on any historical events. If everything is racism, nothing is racism. If everything is Hitler, nobody is Hitler. You can't like you've ruined Hitler. You've ruined Nazi. Donald Trump is is, is is Hitler. How many Jews has he killed? None. Oh, and his daughter's actually married to. She actually converted. Oh, and actually. The Democrats now support oh. the Jew killers. So I don't know. I how, know, you know. I know. how do we, how do I, oh my God, my head just exploded literally into a million pieces right there. How so, so do he, Democrats. He's Hitler, <laughs> he's Hitler, even though his daughter married a Jew. And then instead of disowning her, he made her a key part of her cabinet and her Jew husband. I cannot wrap my mind around how somebody can call Donald Trump Hitler. And then support Hamas. I know. I know. How do you do that? That's insane, man. Frank, I do not support Hamas. I just support the Palestinian population that overwhelmingly voted for Hamas. (laughs) (laughs) I don't support Hamas. I support the people that support Hamas. Dude, the insanity, the pretzel in the mind. I... I uh, I feel sorry for all these people. So shall we uh, try to finish this Hillary yeah, rant I here? Love it. I'm so sorry to keep interrupting. This is was great. duly elected, That's right? right? Yeah. And so all of a sudden, somebody with those tendencies, those dictatorial, authoritarian tendencies, would be like, oh, okay, we're going to shut this down. We're going to throw these people in jail. And, and they didn't usually telegraph. You guys literally shut down society and then threw people in jail. Threw people in jail! How many BLM activists are in jail for 22 years that weren't even at the protest? How many people were thrown in jail for breaking COVID violations? Dude, your DOJ literally petitioned for lesser sentences for your BLM rioters. <laughs> yes, dude. I just Incredible. she just said shut down and arrest. They shut down society. The Democrats did overwhelmingly supported shutdowns and lockdowns and did it. And then they were arresting people for running their restaurants. No, it, that was literally the closest we got to fascism in America. It was the vaccine passports. Yes, the insane shutting insane down shutting saying. down a man's restaurant. Uh, horn. Uh, it's. There's the one in L.A. that Adam Carolla talks about. You know, it's yeah. something. But there were several restaurants and bars and businesses that tried to stay open and had to fight the law, and people got arrested because they were just simply trying to make a living. The Democrats are the party of lockdowns. They're the party of arresting political opponents. Do you need proof? We're doing seven court cases over the next fucking eight months. We did two seasons and 18 episodes of the fucking Jan 6 committee, man. Like All after you impeached him twice. You guys, you are the fascist, Hillary you're Clinton. The fascist. Like, your party, the Democrats, are the fascists. When I think but of do fascism. Do you guys own a mirror? Do you <laughs> own a mirror? I just can't get over this. I, I don't think I don't think people who vote Democrat understand. Like, yes, I know it doesn't isn't as powerful for many people, but there's a few of us out here still who explicitly associate what happened with COVID to Democrats. It's your yeah. gig, man. That's your thing. Your whole party is lockdowns, masks, 
El, El, what is it? Arrest, power hungry. Arresting dude. political opponents. I've never seen this in my lifetime. It's completely insane. You're not just trying to arrest the guy who's the uh, leader of this third party you guys are desperate to eliminate, but also you're arresting anybody who supports him. Not only that, you guys also went after Kennedy. Let's not forget that. Which one? You've gone over all after all well, the Kennedys, no, I, actually. You guys, <laughs> you guys literally changed the rules to avoid Kennedy primarying Biden. Dude, like, a you lot. You guys have Mike, destroyed man, this, democracy from both sides. A lot of talk about Kennedy being kind of an asset or a fellow that's been placed in there to, you know, kind of edge out Biden purposefully, actually. Maybe. I don't care. Oh, man. It's just, uh, you know. I'll vote for him, dude. I don't care. I know. I mean, he's a Kennedy, and if you vote for him and he wins, you know what's going to happen. They're going to kill him. That's what they do to all the Kennedys, dude. They just wipe him out. Oh, 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 oh,